Hello and welcome. This is Story You Talk Radio, and I am your host, Coach Debbie. I'm here with you every Thursday at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, Pacific Time, on Story You Talk Radio here at KKNW Studios in Seattle, Washington, Hubbard Radio. <sighs> yeah, it makes me happy to be here. I'm sitting here looking out on the horizon at this gorgeous view while the sun is kind of going down. That's that's what it does in Seattle right around this time of year. It starts making its dissension just a little bit after 4 o'clock. Kind of makes me a little sad, but it's the way it goes this time of year. So people are in their cars. They're starting to head home. And my job is to bring you great stories to inspire you to write your book, write your blogs, communicate better with your family, and endure wonderful holidays. Because sometimes the story around holidays is that, yeah, they're full of guilt and grief. Well, they can be. Uh, mine, mine have been. <laughs> but there are ways, definitely, where we can get into that spirit of giving. And let's not forget the spirit of really receiving what our loved ones are extending to us. So I want to talk about that today. And in a little bit, I will be bringing on my guest, Erica Angelo. Some of you may have heard she and I collaborate on previous shows. She is what I think of as the master of intimacy. She has about, gosh, 50,000 people lined up to watch her YouTube videos. She, I think, specialized at first in helping men bridge that communication gap between what their their mind was thinking and how their heart works and how to relate to their woman. And she has since ventured off into uh, further avenues, shall we say. And I just, I just felt like she would be a great person to bring on the show before the holidays and talk about how we open our heart and how we really give and receive with our loved ones. So stay tuned. I'll be bringing her on a little bit later on in the show. And I want to invite you to send in your comments, your questions, your concerns about the holidays. How do we give? And how do we get aligned with that notion of actually receiving what's being given to us? How do we do that stuff? Seems like it would just be so natural. But if it was natural, honestly, we wouldn't have any guilt. We wouldn't go through all those shoulder-shugging griefs around the holidays because we'd really be aligned with that giving and receiving. So I want to help you master that. I also want to tell you... Um, I was listening today to one of my favorite radio shows that is put on by Robert Holden. It was his last one uh, for 10 years running time. 
I think it, it was the last one that the entire network is offering. It's a network that is concluding as a live production and going straight to archives and broadcasts. Uh, and I could just, I could hear the heaviness in his voice and on his heart that, you know, he probably wasn't in on the decision that that really cool hour of the week was going to come to an end. That's how I sort of took it. And I can tell you this, 4 o'clock on Thursdays is one of the coolest hours of my week. And it's because I get to share stories with you. I like that. I like that a lot. And I got reminded of it today while I was sitting and listening to one of my favorite hosts share his stories and the heaviness that all of them were going to archives, which is a cool thing, but no more live shows. So I've invited him to be a guest on my show. He was my writing coach and my success business coach in 2019, among others. And I think you will just love his message. So Stay tuned for a January or February show from Mr. Robert Holden, who you might know from Success Intelligence or Love Ability or Happiness Now or his program Shift Happens, which aired on Hay House Radio for 10 years. All right, so that is just a little bit of news around how my day got going and how I got into the whole pattern of giving and receiving. We're going to take your live calls today. If you would like to call in and speak with myself or with Erica Angelo, you can dial 1-888-298-5569. That's also one 298 KKNW. Either one works. And when you do that, you will hear the voice of my lovely sound engineer, Eric Ryder. How are you doing? Hey, good afternoon. I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day here, and I'm enjoying the show, so Thank can't complain. You. And we've got our guest from Bali all queued in and ready to join us. So let's just go ahead and bring her on the show. Welcome, Erica. How are you doing today? I am great, Debbie. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I wouldn't miss the chance. I wouldn't miss the chance. A lot of my listeners know that you are based in L.A., but I happen to know that you get around, girl. So (laughs) I had to track you down. Right now we're broadcasting all the way to Bali. Yes? Yes, 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 yes. I'm living the dream and Bali at this moment. So I'm in between Los Angeles, France, and Bali. Oh, man. Can I join that dream with you? Wow. Come, baby girl. Come, come, come. <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. It almost sounds like you're here. The technology has really come a long ways. Thank you, technology gods, that... I can hear you so well. It's amazing. It truly is. I'm very happy that you're here with us. We we offered a little introduction that I think of you as sort of our 
intimacy guru that helped men understand how to communicate with their hearts and not just their minds. And you've created a 50,000 following on YouTube. You have demonstration galore on how to make connections. And it just seemed like when the season came upon us to really learn about giving and receiving, I just felt like we would have a really good conversation. Mm, it's my favorite thing to talk about, Debbie, so thank you. You are welcome. We should be getting some Facebook texters and some live callers soon, but right now what what I want to jump in feet first in this topic is that I really understand that the holidays are not all about snow machines and Santa and piles of gifts for everyone. Uh, for for some people, this is a really, really challenging time of year. And in recent years, I I had some of my own challenges. In in a few years past, I completely ran out of access to cash. I had some locked up in my house, but I didn't have any that I could put my hands around. Uh, the the people I loved the most were either not functioning in my life as I, as I wanted, uh, were excommunicato or were just so far away due to snow and other things. I couldn't be with them. And on a recent Christmas, I had food poisoning. So I had a couple bad ones in a row. Right. 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 (laughs) But, but you know, Erica, I think I needed to, because I think I needed to get out of Walt Disney. Um, please forgive me for using your name here. But I, I kind of needed to get out of the Disney life of what Christmas is about and, and really open my heart to compassion of what Christmas can be like for many. It can be a time of no money, of no relatives, of no lover, of no way to travel, of no good health. And what do we do then, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so good. Really, Debbie, really I, hard times. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I, 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 wow, that's a lot. And I'm just sorry and also grateful that you got on the other side of that. And it just wasn't, you know, doom and gloom, but that you found meaning and purpose in those experiences. So I honor you in that. And I've had those seasons too, girlfriend, where it's just same thing. I I even got broken up with around Christmas Eve once. And I was like, you, and I was sick. And we had a, a family, uh, huge fan call it. Yeah. And, and I think at the end of the day, one, when we talk about Christmas, we talk about the holidays The biggest message in all of this, the whole point of giving gifts, the whole point of this, of of Santa and snow is to remind us that we are loved. Yes. And that's essentially what it's about. And, and sometimes though, when we have these situations where the people in our life that, that should love us, family members, uh, partners, and they're not there or our health fails or our finances are intact. Uh, I think the big question is, where is love in this? 
And the biggest thing that I think that, you know, as a, a collective that we are all learning is that we have love on the inside. I think that we've been taught through Disney and other things that love is on the outside of us. And we're learning to return home to ourselves and realizing I can connect with that source of love at any moment, despite what calamity is going on in my life, that I can always return home to myself. And there is love there. Mm -hmm. There's love there. And it's, it's understanding and getting familiar with what does that love look like? What does that love feel like? How do I connect with that love? when everything else around me is falling apart. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm so glad. I'm so glad you said it just like that. I've got Kimberly on Facebook here reminding me that two years ago right now, uh, we were holding a celebration of life ceremony for my ex-husband. Um, and mm. uh, the, these things I'm saying are, are not, dear listeners, to get you to to write in or or send me money <laughs> that that's not what we're up to here but what we really really want to say what erica and i are really really saying here is that even though this is our area we talk about love we talk about compassion we help our clients through grief we have to go through it in big big ways, in ways that the universe calls on so that we remember what it is and how to yeah. help others. It, it's, it's kind of part of the calling. If you say, I will serve in this way, the universe sort of says, okay, and every so many years, bam, big lessons, because we don't help others unless we've walked through it. So yeah. I, I just want to clarify for those that are on Facebook right now really feeling sorry for me on the back end I didn't no I didn't I didn't mean to do that but what I do mean to do is to let you know we understand your story and we're taking your calls today and we're bringing you back to the idea that giving and receiving the full river of life is available to us in the holidays right Erica Absolutely. Absolutely. The fullness of it. Listen, we're going to come up on a break in just a couple minutes here. So why don't you tell us just a teeny bit more about your brand so people know how to kind of shape their question when they decide to write and call in. And then we'll we'll go on to our first break. Okay, beautiful. Yeah, I'm a dating and relationship expert. And I've been doing this for 11 years. And I, yeah, yeah. So predominantly I speak to men and my YouTube channel is, um, it's got a lot there for men, but a lot of women can take from it as well. But this is, this is my passion. This is what, how I get to serve the world is serving people's hearts through dating and relationships and, and counseling them and reminding them that they are loved in the process. Totally. And I watch them, too, because I, I must tell you, I feel so informed about how to communicate. And I, I feel that I am brought back to uh, a sort of love inside of me by, by watching you and, and seeing your demonstration. So 
What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick little break, but my dear listeners, when we come back, we're going to be looking at how important it is to get in the flow of giving and receiving, what the heck is self-love anyway, and some of the beautiful stories we can create around the holiday season. So stay tuned. We're going to be right back. Hi, I'm Kathy Cooper, and every Wednesday from 1 to 2 p.m., I'll be hosting Lost and Found. We'll be discussing all types of losses, but it's not going to be the doom and gloom hour. It'll be an hour of education, support, validation, and yes, we will have a little bit of humor. So won't you join me Wednesdays, 1 to 2 p.m., Lost and Found, because every loss matters, and through every loss, something can be found. Our veterans risked it all to protect our freedom. One of the best ways to say thank you is to volunteer to support them. At a time in history where kindness is a virtue, volunteering means a lot. For over 47 years, Help Heal Veterans, a not-for-profit organization with the support of citizens like you, have delivered therapy kits to veterans who need them. To volunteer or learn more, visit HealVets.org. That's HealVets.org. Are you ready for something real, raw, upfront, and honest? Then tune in each Wednesday at 2 p.m. right here for Love from the Hip. I am spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and the host, Sakura Sutter. This show is unlike anything you have ever heard and was created to help others to help themselves. Hear me follow up with guests I have hypnotized and see how it has improved their lives. I will also spotlight amazing people from around the world. Their skin tips, live readings, and answers to life's burning questions. Join us each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio from Seattle, Washington, and Bali. We are so happy to be talking to you today and getting you in the spirit of holiday love as opposed to holiday grief, gloom, and guilt. That's not where you belong. I have brought Erica Angelo to the airwaves today from Bali. She is based there in France and in L.A. Yeah, but she's easy to find on Facebook, on Instagram, and you could be one of the 50,000 people following her on her YouTube, YouTube channel as well. We're talking today about the holidays and getting back into the spirit of love, and so many of you have heard about self-love, and I know, I know, it feels like this mysterious, mystical thing or just something to get mad about. But Erica is a real pro about it. So when you are coaching your people, Miss Erica, around self-love, what are some of the secrets you're telling them? What are some of the things you're seeing about them? Share with us a little about what is that self-love? Yeah, first I just want to bust any myth or misconception out there. When when someone like myself teaches about self-love, I think that most people have this concept of they're just someone touched by God and they just love themselves and now they're imparting this into our lives. And it's so <laughs> not the truth. 
the truth is, is that I had to fight for self-love because um, I had so much self-hatred and shame. And I knew that if I wanted to ever really live in this life, I was going to have to figure out how to love myself. And so if you're that person listening, you're just like, yeah, here's another guru because they've been touched by God. No, 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 no. Mine was out of self-preservation. If I wanted to stay alive and actually fully participate in this world, I was going to have to figure out self-love. So it was a matter of, of living or living as a dead person. And so I just want to tell you that like self-love is a journey that is not something that is innate. And, and the reason why is because, you know, society, uh, upbringings, everything in our life contradicts that we are loved. In fact, everything tells us how we need to become more, how we're not showing up, how we're inadequate. Marketing is geared towards pointing out our inadequacies. When you go to school, you're going to hear from your teacher what you're doing wrong much more than you're going to hear what you're doing right. And so this conditioning begins to happen. But the beauty of love is love is already on the inside of all of us. When you were made, you were made from love. And so your journey is to almost fight and be tenacious to go, how do I connect with that love? Where is that love? And Debbie, I don't know about you, but for a while I had to go through a season of finding out what love was not. And yeah. I had to learn that that love was not shame, mm -hmm. that love was not self-hatred, that love was not comparing myself, that love was not the, the, the mistakes that my parents made in parenting me that, that hurt me, you know, severely. I, it, it was a removing. I think a lot of love is removing the things that are not love off of ourselves. And, and I want to encourage you anytime, just you being here, listening to this conversation, this is you fighting for your heart. This is you yeah. fighting for that opportunity to say, I am tired of not being connected to love. I want the answers. The fact that you are even putting yourself out there to be a part of this conversation is you fighting for that self-love. And so you have to honor yourself. I think in the journey of self-love, the first thing that we got to start doing is coming back to ourselves. And so by you being here and listening to this, honor yourself and say, you know what? I may not have it all. I may not be where I want to be. I may not be where Erica is or Debbie is. But you know what? At least I'm doing something. And it's honoring ourselves in those steps. But when yeah. we talk down to ourselves, this isn't love. Mm -mm. This is harsh. And mm -hmm. it's like, I want you to look in the mirror and say, what am I, how am I showing up and what am I doing right? What makes me beautiful? What makes me special? And face yourself in that mirror and start really connecting to that. Allow your body to feel and absorb. What about you do you find lovable? What do you find special about you? What do you find unique about you that no one else has? Mm, so wonderful. Love has no shoulds about it. Shoulding, we, we now hear the expression shoulding all over ourselves. This idea that the fear language of you should do this, you should have done that, you should try this, that's, that's not our love energy. And I, I think many of us have to hit our knees in life a time or two or three or ten or, for me, a hundred, before <laughs> we really learn that we're listening to the wrong voice in our head. We're listening to the voice that survives. But love is a thriving agent. Love yeah. always has our back. 
And when we start to tune into that frequency, that idea that there are no real shoulds here. I did the best I could. There are no real, why did you follow that path thing? Why aren't you better at this thing? That's, that's not the, the voice of love. And sometimes we, we have to realize that we have developed a practice of listening to our fears and listening to judgments of others that we're not even sure where the love voice is or what it says. So one of the things I tell my clients, dear Erica, is you know the songs full of love voice. Like one of my favorite songs that's full of the love voice is that that one by Johnny Nash, I Can See Clearly Now the Rain is Gone. Yes. Oh, I love that song so much. And when you hear it and you listen to it, you realize that that was a song made of love. And mm. and it brings you back to what's the rhythm, what's the melody of a love message, right? Mm. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah. trying to tap into that. So, I want to I want to touch on your word Honor. This is such a good word when we're talking about learning to love ourselves. It's all about honor. Is there something you do, a place you take yourself, a a practice you have, anything could even be around, you know, my honor practice is all around food. (laughs) It could be anything, but is there something you do to honor yourself so that you just feel that love vibe going, whether it's holidays or not? Anything you have to share? Absolutely. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with the five love languages, but my Mm -hmm. number one love language is touch. Me too. And and I, in the morning, whoops, I just dropped my earbud. Mm-hmm. In the mornings, I will cuddle this, I will cuddle myself for hours in the morning. And, you know, I hear so many people go, oh, your mornings are your most productive times. And I hear people who get up and swim and they get up and they get right to work and they get on their emails. And I'm like, don't you dare <laughs> interrupt mm-hmm. my morning time because that is my time to love myself. That is my time to connect back to myself. And so in the mornings, I will just hold myself and I'll lock my little legs together. I'll wrap my arms around my little body until I feel peace, until I feel safe, until I feel love. Because I think in the mornings, you know, so much comes at us. I need to do this. I need, I should have done that Mm -hmm. yesterday, blah, 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 blah. And for me to honor myself, it's just touch is so important to me. I make sure that I hold myself first and foremost and just remind myself that you're loved. And, you know, I don't know what people's belief systems are, but for me, I'm very connected to God. So my mornings are cuddle times between me and God and me and myself, which is kind of the same thing because he's inside of me. But it's, it's, it's that cuddling time. And this is how I honor myself. This is how I come back home. This is how I remind myself that I am so loved. I'm so valuable. I'm so worth that hour, that 30 minutes, whatever time it takes until I feel like I'm at peace and I feel loved, I am worth the investment. And I always tell myself this, this is another way I honor myself because, you know, being in business and, and just, just in life, 
everything can call for us and say, you need to be here. You need to be there. But I always tell myself this and I tell my clients this, you are the most important person. And without you, all of this falls apart. So I don't need to run to my business. I don't need to run and, 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 and jump on a treadmill. I need to run to myself in the way that honors myself because I am the most important person in this equation. And without me, everything else falls apart. That's so right. Without you, everything else falls apart. Without your connection to your heart, not necessarily your thinking, everything else falls apart. Yes. I yes. heard this great quote today from Michael Neal. I wonder if, I think I wrote it down here. He was talking, oh yeah, here it is. He was talking about how he, ha- Michael Neal is the, the writer of uh, Super Coach and the founder of Super Coach Academy, and he helps uh, five, six, and seven-figure people run their business. He's an amazing man, and he was talking about this time when he and his wife were moving from London, London to L.A., and they had this beautiful plan, and it was all about going to a transition, you know, a home of transition, and then eventually they'd go to their brand new home in L.A. And he shared that every single thing around that plan fell apart. But in the end, they got a 10 times better home than they could have ever asked for. Mm. So what he was sharing was if he had only been connected to his thinking he would have kept saying, no, we can't do that. No, we have to stick to the plan. No, we have a, a course we want to follow. But he said instead he was really, really connected to his heart when they kept getting guided to try this new thing, try that new thing, stay in this place. Why don't you come down to this agency and check out that home? And, and he said he just kept telling himself, there's more possibility than I know. Everything mm. that you think is true is going to live within the lines of your possibility. But if you stay open with your heart, the lines of possibility expand. That's what mm. he was sharing. And I was like, wow, let me think about this for a minute. So we get all caught up in our thoughts of mm. how giving, receiving, loving, dating, interacting should be. But if we can make a plan and then sort of turn it over to the universe or just relinquish it and go, I made the plan and now I'm going to listen with my heart, we might not be taken down the road we rode out and said we were going to do, but we're going to arrive somewhere lovely because it was our heart that took us there yes 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 I think that that's one of the biggest challenges with staying connected to self-love is staying connected to the heart and you know Debbie this is a whole nother conversation but for some people their hearts aren't safe because they've they've experienced so much abuse and so much trauma that when we say connect to your heart they're like yeah that's not safe for me And, but I, I find that when I stay in my mind, that's where the critic shows up. That's where the outside voice shows up that you should do this. You should do that. 
but it's in my heart where my heart goes, no, 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 you're home, you're safe and you're loved. And I just want to encourage someone, if, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, I can't even connect to my heart like Debbie and Erica are sharing and there's so much trauma there, it's so unsafe for you, I really encourage you to go on the journey of healing that because I've had to go on that journey and the freedom on the other side is, is so worth the risk. And so if you're like, connect to my heart, yeah, right. I want to say that the minute that you understand how to connect and come back home to your heart by getting healing, by having some transformation, that it is the most rewarding thing you could ever, it's, it's that moment where you start living life in color that you didn't even realize you were living in a black and white gray world. When you live from the heart, it's kind of like the Wizard of Oz where everything goes from black and white to color. That's what living from your heart is. And as if, like I said, if this is an unsafe place for you, I really encourage you to get very tenacious, get very adamant about getting healing so that you can connect to your heart. Oh, this is great. I think this segues really well into a question we have here from Monica. Are you ready to take a question? Yes, bring it on. Okay. Uh, Monica says, thank you so much for this topic today. I think I have closed myself off because I've always been the giver in my family. I don't want to blame my family, but because I've done such a good job of surviving and being the one to do everything, I don't really know how to notice that they're even giving to me at this point. I really want to have a great holiday season but I don't have any resources. What would you suggest for me? Am I done playing the game of protection? Mm. There's a lot in that. You know, Monica, as a person that's always giving, um, the truth is, is that a lot of times we find protection in giving. That receiving is actually, I find, far more vulnerable to receive than to give. And so a lot of times... um, I, I've been in the same position where I've looked at my family. I'm always giving, I'm always doing this. (laughs) And I'm like, but have I really created an opportunity to receive? And Monica, I would really encourage you. Do you set yourself up to receive? And here's the thing. Families are not Hallmark movies. In fact, I don't know anybody who has a Christmas the way that Hallmark portrays in their movies. Most of us do not. (laughs) And we're comparing our lives to these movies. But sometimes our families are not always the safest people to receive from. And so sometimes we have to understand that if we cannot receive from our families, that we create uh, containers with friends or other people outside of our family to be able to receive. But it's super important. And Monica, the best way to to work through this is is have a conversation. If you have a best friend or someone like this, like I have a best friend that I just reach out to and say, listen, I feel like I'm giving out to my clients. I'm giving out to the people around me. And I just need to receive right now. Can you just remind me what you love about me? Can you remind me why I'm so valuable? Can you tell me why I'm precious to you? And what I am doing is I'm creating my own container to be able to receive. And so, Monica, if it's not your family, if they're not a safe place, if they've been so conditioned to you giving that they don't know how to give back to you, then I encourage you to start with a safe container like a friendship or someone that you really trust. And be transparent and say, listen, I want to change things. I want to be able to receive. 
can you help me with this? And, and communicate to them what it is that you really want to receive. Is it words of affirmation? Is it just a gift? Can you just go to the dollar store and get me a gift? Can you pick a flower for me? Is it touch? Can you just give me a hug? But Monica, get clear about like how it is that you receive love and then create a container with someone who's safe so that they can give that to you. Mm, such good words here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Monica, as well for reaching out to us. We are going to take our second break here. And when we come back, we will talk more about the holidays. <laughs> Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m., right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was... Living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. Or if that resume was from someone who... Worked 12-hour shifts at the recycling company with my dad, who's 72. That taught me a work ethic that I carry with me every day. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone... Growing up where I did, a lot of things could have gotten in the way of my goals. But I learned to push through, and that's what I bring to work every day. So maybe it's time we look beyond the resume and look to grads of life. Discover new ways to develop great talent that are so much more than what's on paper at gradsoflife.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. Seattle, Tacoma, Antwerp? That's right. We're streamed worldwide on our app and on the web at 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. I am your host, Coach Debbie. And I want to tell you about a little program I have coming up here in January. Early bird registration is open through December 15th. If you're a first, second, or third time author, this is your first, second, or third time book that you are producing, and you're either ready to write that book or you are interested in getting into a mastermind with others that are, are going for it for real. 2020 is your time. I invite you to connect with me at www dot coach debbie d-e-b-b-y dot com so we can talk about what program is best for you if you'd like to check anything out for free for a two-week period i have all kinds of facebook groups that we could place you in just reach out to me on facebook coach debbie d-e-b-b-y dot com and we will get you connected. As I said, early bird specials, and that's a big 20% discount. They go all the way to December 15th, but not one minute more. 
Okay, I look forward to talking to you about that. Meanwhile, we're over here getting ready to give, to receive, and to enjoy our holidays without the guilt. A quote from my favorite writing coach, Robert Holden, is, Living a life you love means coming back from the setbacks. In other words, living a life you love means really taking a look at what has set you back and coming clean about it. What is it? Is it possible that maybe you've been a person that, you know, just plays the game card, the blame card in the game of life a little a little too much? Is there a way to correct that so that you can be more in the stream of giving and receiving? What other things you might do? Are you, are you someone who's held a grudge? Is there someone that you can remember upset you when you were 10 years old and the other day you looked in the mirror and realized you were 40 and you've, you've kept room for that grudge for the last 30 years? If we can come back from our setbacks, all of a sudden there's a bigger channel to love, to give, to receive that we didn't know a whole lot about, that we didn't really even know was so possible for us. So on that note, we have Erica Angelo in the house with us today. She is taking our our calls, our texts. She has 50,000 people subscribing to her YouTube channel on dating, love, communication, advice. Many, 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 many of those subscribers are men, but that doesn't mean that us ladies are left out. We have another question for you, Erica. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Awesome. Okay, this comes from Drew. Drew writes in every now and then. It's always great to hear from you. He says, as I put together my book, I am working in the self-development field and I see that I have more resentments than I want to admit. Most of them are around family. I feel resentful because I was never really seen in the family as someone whose voice mattered. Maybe that's why I'm writing. I was the fifth one born, and my mother was 44 years old when I was born. I feel like my siblings actually raised me. So I could go on and on about why I'm resentful and who I'm resentful toward, but more than anything, I just want to have good holidays and feel normal. I think that's what so much of this is about. I just don't feel all that normal. I feel like the begrudging one who just can't seem to get over it. In fact, they remind me of that around the big Thanksgiving tables or at the weddings and things like that. Really, I just want to go on and be an author. Can you or your guests speak to this? How do we get back to just feeling like, a normal one again. Mm. It's so interesting because I was feeling this, this, I wanted to talk about this and I was like, why am I feeling this? And it's for (laughs) Drew. Thank you. And Drew, you know, first and foremost, let me just dispel, dispel the myth of normal. What is normal and normal based on 
who decides what normal is? And what I'm hearing from you is there's a lot of pain there. You know, as human beings, we are we want to be seen, we want to be known. And if you've been overlooked, that's very painful. That's oh, yeah. very hurtful. And so I think because we see so many positive memes of like, just do this, just do that. And I, I hear this pressure on yourself to just be normal. But you know what, my love, you have to acknowledge the pain. That pain is never going to go away. And since you're a writer, you're in the perfect position to take this to your journal, to really go into the places in your heart that felt unseen, that felt like you didn't matter, that your voice wasn't heard, and to really acknowledge those places and say, it hurt me so much. All I wanted was to be recognized. I felt this, I felt that. But I think too many times we wanna go past that portion of it and just get like, I just wanna be happy, I just wanna be normal. But the thing is, those are places inside of you that need to be acknowledged. And Drew, I really feel for you intuitively that the word acknowledge is a very important for you. But the first person that needs to acknowledge you is you. You need to acknowledge yourself. You've got to acknowledge the pain of the fact that you were so overlooked. And I really want you to take that to your journal and just kind of write it out. And if you have a therapist, if you have a friend, if you have someone that you can process this with, after you've process, processed it on paper, you need to verbally get this out. But this is this is not going to go away. Uh, there's no normal pill for you to take. Until this is acknowledged, this is going to continue to show up in your life. So instead of putting the pressure on yourself to get normal before the holidays, I encourage you to love yourself enough to acknowledge the places that are hurting inside of you and to not run away from those places because it's actually more, it's unloving to you to put pressure on yourself and say, I just want to get there. No, let yourself be where you are right now. And right now you have hurt. So let's acknowledge the hurt and let's give it a voice. Mm, such good advice. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Drew. You've, you've been with me since my very first show here on valentine's day this year and it's just it's always wonderful to hear from you i think our last topic for the day i think all we have time for at this point is to really talk about the fixers out there the ones that want to get in there and they they're not really tapped in and turned on about giving and receiving because they're so occupied with this notion that they can show up and fix it all and go back to their cave or go back to their life or whatever. They, they've got a bit of a hero syndrome. But, you know, I'm sure you work with these people all the time, Erica. I know I do. I hear from these people when things get so big that all of a sudden they realize they can't fix it. And they're starting to question why they have been fixing it and why they feel so drawn to fix things like going to the Thanksgiving table and being with the big group and making sure that everybody is all congenial and that everyone's on time and everyone knows the schedule and everyone has their own role to play and it can get a little too controlling, but if their control doesn't work, wow, they're just 
They're just the one in their Superman cape. And it all works until it just doesn't. So (laughs) I know as a dating and relationship coach, you have a lot of experience working with those that they just want to show up at the holidays, fix it, and then run away. What do you have to tell them about this? Wait, Debbie, I'm so confused. We we can't fix and control everything? <laughs> I'm like, I became a coach for this very reason. I am that person. I've been that person. And really, on my journey of trying to, it's like, not even my clients, just in my own self, of trying to fix and control everything. And really, Debbie, what it really boils down to is I'm not in control of myself. And it's so much easier to fix your problems. And it's so much easier to look at you than to really face me. Mm. Ooh, well said. You've gone on a journey with this. Wow. Really good. Really good. There, there, see, Erica is showing all of us that you can kind of narrow down really quickly why the whole the whole stream of giving and receiving, the whole flow of being in that river, we're just out of, and it usually comes down to just a couple words. So there, there's the type that says, well, you know, I, I'm really good at fixing. Why would I ever want to give it up? My type is the one that says, I just want to make sure that I matter. So, mm-hmm. so I'm going to do big things in the world to matter. You know, I'll be... I'll be the teacher that works overtime and and takes on all of the students that flunked out last quarter, and I'll make sure they they pass this quarter. You know, I'll be that one that really really matters to the college. <laughs> you know that that was always my stigma. I've gotta I've gotta matter here. Um, there's the fixer. There's there's the one that is the peacemaker. They're, they've just got those little, I don't know, those little phrases that they can come up with or those jokes that they can say or they know exactly when to change the subject because their whole M.O. is let's keep the peace and not let anyone on to the fact that drama is just about to ensue mm-hmm. at a rapid pace, right? So it can always come back to this quick, quick little thing that, you know, most of us, we've been, we've been carrying it around for a long time. But what I, what I want to share here is that I'm hearing from you, Erica, that the, the path back to truly being in the mode of giving and receiving is to sit down with the self, to be loving and in service with her and to know her. Am I hearing mm. you right? Absolutely. I think if it could be summed up in three words, what I'm trying to convey is come back home. Mm-hmm. Come back home. And home is you. You are home. You are your temple. You are your housing. You are your home. You are your safe place. You are your sacred place. Yes. That's all over my branding, you know. At home. Be at home. Come home. Get you home. Back at home. It. It, yeah, boy, that 
that little cookie cutter came out in the same time and just said, here's one Debbie and here's one Erica. (laughs) They will go to work and learn about what that means. And and any time we know we need to come home, it's usually because we've been on a journey far, far, far from what felt like home to us and far from what we really, really deserve and want. Yeah? Absolutely. Yeah. Can I have you back? Oh, of course. I love getting to chat with you, Debbie. You make my heart joyful. Oh, you do the same for me. I I love your whole brand. I love watching you on Facebook and and YouTube and Instagram. You you truly are an inspiration, Erica. How can people find you and connect with you? Uh, definitely my YouTube channel. Please meet me there. And you can always go to my website. It's Erica, but Erica's with an A, Erica Angelo or ericaangelo.com. All righty. Thank you so much. And I will be connecting with you again soon. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Debbie. You betcha. You betcha. Thank you, dear listeners, for tuning in today and finding a way to make sure your holidays are full of you giving and receiving. Remember, if you're one that's more comfortable giving, you don't have to be left out of receiving. And if you're always leaning back into that energy of just waiting to receive, see what it might feel like to step it up and just try on a new method of giving Because when we do this, we lay down the guilt, the grief, the frustration, the angst, and the anxiety that can come from holidays. Holidays were never meant to be hard, but we know all the reasons they are. Come back into that fold of giving and receiving. We're going to have more shows on this. Until next Thursday, namaste, my friends.